MSW Media. Thanks to Thuma for supporting the Daily Beans. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel at home with The Bed by Thuma. Go to thuma.co slash beans and use code beans to receive $25 credit toward your purchase of The Bed, plus free shipping in the continental U.S. And thanks to Athletic Greens for supporting the Daily Beans. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. Today, Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, Ethan Nordine, Joseph Biggs, Zachary Real, and Dominic Pozzola have been hit with a superseding indictment for seditious conspiracy. The January 6th committee has hired a master documentary storyteller as an advisor for the hearings. The Department of Justice has moved to seize two planes owned by sanctioned Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich. And the committee will unveil new evidence against Donald during the public hearings. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Dana, welcome back. How are you feeling? Thank you. I am um, fair to Midland. I I went to another urgent care visit and got the right meds. And so other than my right ear closing as the plane landed in Columbus, Ohio, everything's been fine. Well, good. I know I just fallen apart, but I'm grateful that I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. So everyone who sent messages, thank you. Well, you sound better. And I just want to let everyone know, because Dana's traveling, we're going to be using her Zoom call audio. So if you hear a difference in sound quality, that is why. But I was not going to not have Dana here with me today. So thank you for the patience. Everyone loves you. It'll be fine. I bet. Watch. Watch. All right. We have so much fucking good news today. <laughs> oh, I know. I t- as soon as this hit my phone, I took a screenshot and sent it to AG and I was like, <laughs> we're just like, I'm putting on Miley Cyrus fucking dancing naked in my house party in the USA. Like, it's, it's just been ridiculous, a ridiculous morning because justice matters, right? Glenn Kirshner, we all know this. Okay. So uh, let's you know, I, I don't want to, I mean, I could tell you about the rest of the show, but you know what happens in our show. I just want to get to the news if that's cool. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. Henry Enrique Tarrio, longtime chairman of the extremist group, the Proud Boys, was indicted on new federal charges of seditious conspiracy with four top lieutenants of his on Monday. The charges expand the Justice Department's allegation of an organized plot to unleash political violence to prevent the confirmation of Biden's election victory on January 6th. As we know, when a pro-Trump mob attacked the Capitol. Tario, who's 38, is 10 years younger than me. Wow. Was not in Washington that day, but allegedly guided the group's activities from nearby Maryland as Proud Boys members engaged in the earliest and most aggressive attacks to confront and overwhelm police at several critical points on restricted Capitol grounds. One co-defendant, Spaz Dominic Pozzola of Rochester, (laughs) New York. His nicknames, dude. He broke through the first window. He's the first guy that broke through the window, the vulnerable window. The, how did he know? Nah. He's the one who, who broke through at first at 2.13 p.m. with a stolen police riot shield. A new 10-count superseding indictment returned Monday morning. Charges Tario, Spaz, and three other existing co-defendants, Ethan Nordine, Joe Biggs, and uh, Zachary Real, 
with coordinating travel to Washington and the movements of the group around the Capitol that day. The group was also accused of plotting to foment a riot and storm Congress, action that eventually forced the evacuation of lawmakers meeting to confirm the election results. The new charges show the prosecutors are pulling together a wider picture of organization within extremist groups that shared overlapping, if not common, uh, if not exactly the same fucking goals. (laughs) By common, Uh, we mean exactly the same. (laughs) At the same time, the deepening criminal investigation has exposed hints of coordination among groups, even as the FBI and Justice Department are expanding their probe into the ranks of former Trump's political orbit. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th attack is expected to shine a spotlight on such connections in public hearings beginning Thursday. We'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. A couple of new things in this indictment that we didn't know. Here's a text exchange between Tario and somebody named Person One. Person One, brother, you know we made this happen. I'm so proud of my. He's a wrestler to me. <laughs> you sounded a little like Macho Man Randy Sanders. He said brother, right? Yeah. Brother, brother, you know, flip into a slim gym. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so proud of my country today. Tario says, I know. Uh, person, 1776, motherfuckers. Uh, Tario, the Winter Palace. Uh, person one, dude, did we just influence history? Tario, well, let's see first how this plays out. Person one, well, they have to certify today or it's invalid, which is totally incorrect, but an interesting point to bring up, nonetheless, because that sort of goes to their motive. Now, Tario's reference to the Winter Palace is of note because it's a callback to a document prosecutors previously unearthed that described a plan to occupy federal buildings on January 6th. Tario's day of reference shows he viewed this as the plan in action that day. That conversation took place at 7.44 p.m., less than an hour after Rudy Giuliani called Senator Tuberville to ask him to stall the count. Less than an hour. And only four hours after Eastman invoked the Electoral Count Act, when he emailed Pence counsel Greg Jacob and told him to ask Pence to just break the law a little bit one more time and delay the count. Thanks to Marcy Wheeler for pointing those out. And additionally, Ryan Riley asks how Tario is texting the group on January 6th after his phone was confiscated. Hmm. Person one has not been charged. There's also a person two mentioned on January 4th. Person two posted a message in the new Ministry of Self-Defense Leaders Group. Quote, we had originally planned on breaking the guys into teams. Let's start divvying them up and getting Baofeng channels picked out. By the way, Baofeng, uh, that's a radio. That's a walkie-talkie type thing. There's also a person three. On December 20th, person three messaged MOSD. Uh, I'm assuming most of the protests will be at the Capitol building, given that's what's going on inside. Tario advised that upper tier leadership would consist of real person three and one other person. Persons one through three were in the new MOSD group, along with a group called Boots on the Ground. And there was a new MOSD group, member Dana, because they scrapped the old one. They nuked the old one because Tario got arrested. Yeah. So um, Tario wasn't supposed to be in that new group, but he's texting. Okay. Things one, two and three have not yet been charged. (laughs) Persons one, two and three have not yet. It's Dr. Seuss to me, right? Thing one and thing two and thing three. They haven't been charged. I imagine two of them are Bertino and Stewart, the two Proud Boys who were raided by the FBI the same day Tario was arrested. But as for person three, a lot of people think it might be Roger Stone. I don't think that it is. We have other Proud Boys who have yet to be charged. One of them uh, named Walkind. Uh, He was raided in October of 2021, and that's probably him. So uh, I don't want anyone to get too excited about who the identities of persons one, two, and three are. I believe there are other Proud Boys who might be cooperating or who might not have been charged yet. Got it. 
Um, I think it with the mermaid, the volatile mermaid on Twitter tweeted <laughs> from incels to incel, the story of the proud boys. <laughs> incels to I mean, incel. <laughs> so good. So, so good. All right. Moving on. We've got this from Mike Allen from Axios. Now the house's uh, January 6th committee has turned to a renowned former network news executive to hone a mountain of explosive material into a captivating multimedia presentation for a primetime hearing Thursday. Now, James Goldston, he's the former president of ABC News and a master uh, documentary storyteller who ran Good Morning America and Nightline. He's joined the committee as an unannounced advisor, which is a brilliant idea. They need to start producing these things like they produce Hollywood. They really do. Yep. Goldston is busily producing Thursday's 8 p.m. Eastern Time hearing as if it were a blockbuster investigative special. One, he plans to make it raw enough so that skeptical journalists who find the material fresh and chew over the disclosures and future coverage. That's one thing. And he wants to wants it to draw the eyeballs of Americans who haven't followed the ins and outs of the Capitol riot probe. That's what I was talking about before. If you overlap on Stephanie Miller, why, why these are important, mm. just to get them out in the general public. Mm. You want the public to hear this. Now, the first hearings, and AG and I were talking about this with ratings, but the first hearing by the committee, most will be during daytime, has the makings of a national event. At least two of the broadcast networks will interrupt evening programming for live coverage anchored by ABC's David Muir and CBS's Nora O'Donnell. Now, NBC will announce plans soon. Former President Donald and his allies, in conjunction with top House GOP leadership and conservative groups, they've begun pulling documents and coordinating a behind-the-scenes effort to counter-program the January 6th committee's televised hearings. We knew they were going to do this. He does this shit all the time. Good. Draw attention to them. More people that we need to watch them will be watching. Totally. Now, the committee also confirmed today the date and time of the second hearing, and that will be Monday, June 13th at 10 a.m. That's also Eastern time. That's in line with the schedule we had previously reported that we got from Hugo Lowell of The Guardian. So we had all those times to you, and AG and I talked about this before. The ratings for the first hearing are incredibly important. So just turn it on. I mean, I think most of us are going to watch anyway, or at least get the, just turn it on for a little bit, even if you're going to go do something else. Yep. Turn it on, leave it on, make it, you know, I, I, yeah, I think everyone listening to this podcast will probably watch the hearings. I would think so. I mean, can you be like, no, I'm not listening to those hearings, but I'll listen to the Daily Beans for gosh sakes. I know. Yeah, that, no. All right. Speaking of Hugo Lowell, Dana, he has this piece out in The Guardian today. He says that the House Select Committee We'll unveil new evidence at a Watergate-style public hearing this week showing Trump and top aides acted with corrupt intent. That's a very important legal term to stop Biden's certification. That's according to sources. The panel intends to use the hearings as its principal method of revealing potential crimes by Donald as he sought to overturn the election results in what could be a treacherous legal and political moment for the former president. It reminds me of when, you know, the Mueller investigation was going down and he said, I'm I'm fucked. My presidency's over. I'm fucked. I hope he has a moment. I hope he's having those moments a lot. Oh, for sure. As the Justice Department mounts parallel investigations into the Capitol attack, the committee is hoping that the previously unseen evidence will leave an indelible mark on the American public about the extent to which Donald went in trying to return himself to the Oval Office. Quote, they're important for setting a record for posterity, but they're also important for jolting the American public into realizing what a direct threat we had coming from the highest levels of government to illegitimately install a president who lost. That's Norman Hornstein, political scientist and emeritus scholar at the conservative think tank, the American Enterprise Institute. He said that of the hearings today. The panel's ambitions are twofold. Presenting the basis for alleging Trump broke the law 
and placing the Capitol attack in a broader context of efforts to overturn the election with the ex-president's involvement as the central thread. Right. Remember, we keep calling it hub and spoke conspiracy. At their heart, the hearings are about distilling thousands of communications between top Trump White House aides and operatives outside the administration and the Trump campaign into compelling narratives of events about the events of January 6th. In order to tell that story, the select committee intends to have its senior investigative counsel reveal previously secret White House records, photos and videos that will be presented in real time to starkly illustrate the live witness testimony as it's going on. On Thursday night at the inaugural hearing at 8 p.m. Eastern, the panel's chairman, Benny Thompson, and the vice chair, Liz Cheney, are likely to make opening arguments, outline a roadmap for the hearings, and give an overview of the events of January 6th and the upcoming hearings as well. Kind of like lay it all out there for you. They're likely to focus on broad themes for the following four hearings, such as how Trump used false claims of voter fraud to undermine the election and future races, and how he tried to use fake electors to deceive Congress into returning him to office. How his investigators are likely to focus on how Donald directly pivoted to the January 6th congressional certification and not the December deadlines for states to certify their electors as an inflection point, and how his actions led straight to militia and far-right groups' covert maneuverings. And the DOJ's done that too, right? They've said, um, yeah, when the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers were activated on, you know, they were activated when Donald tweeted, right. come January 6th, we'll be wild. The panel is then likely to reserve its most explosive revelations for the final hearing in prime time, where the select committee members, Adam Kinzinger, and Elaine Luria are expected to run through Trump's actions and inactions as the attack unfolded. So, Wonderful, A.G. Thank you very much for that. Mm-hmm. Now, a federal judge in New York uh, Monday signed a warrant authorizing the seizure of the Justice Department of two jets owned by Russian oligarch Roman Abramovich, which are valued at more than $400 million. No bigs. Yeah, just a couple bucks. In a related action, the Commerce Department's Bureau of Industry initiated administrative proceedings against Abramovich, seeking penalties of up to twice the value of the aircrafts. That would be $800 million. (laughs) The seizure effort and administrative complaint are the latest in a series of sanctions and economic attacks by the U.S. government and other Western countries on Russian billionaires in response to their nation's invasion of Ukraine. Now, the jets tied to Abramovich, who is close to Russian President Vladimir Putin, they're Boeing 787-8 Dreamliner and Gulfstream's G60ER. That's according to documents filed in U.S. District Court Manhattan. Prosecutors said both planes were flown in March to Russia in violation of U.S. export restrictions imposed on the heels of Russia's attack on Ukraine. Now, those restrictions ban re-export or in-country transfer of U.S.-made aircraft and aircraft parts and components to or within Russia without BIS license. Yeah. Fly like a G6, fly like a G6 in violation of U.S. exports restrictions imposed on the heels of Russia's attack in Ukraine. There you go. (laughs) I think that's how the song goes. Yep. The Boeing, which according to court records is worth a whopping $350 is currently in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. So wait, so the the G6 is only $50 million? That's right. Wow. (laughs) Garbage. I mean, give me four. (laughs) The Goldstream's in Russia, and that's according to court records. Now, according to an affidavit filed by an FBI agent, Abramovich owned and or controlled the Gulfstream and the Boeing through a series of shell companies. That's a quote. A chart detailing the ownership of planes listed Abramovich as the beneficiary of an entity in Cyprus named, quote, the Europa Settlement Trust, which is in turn had ownership and control of an entity called Watton Overseas Holdings, LTD, 
on the island country of Jersey. Now, Watton in turn, I know this story is a little confusing. Watton in turn had ownership of a Jersey-based shell company called Clear Skies Flights LTD, which owned the Gulfstream. That's from the affidavit. So Walton, <laughs> um, excuse me, Watton also owns another shell company, Wenham Overseas LTD. That's based in the British Virgin Islands, and which is owned by Boeing Jet. So do you want to wrap that up? Because I feel like we just had a Maddow moment where everyone was like, okay, wait, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a series of shell companies that owns other shell companies that owns the plane. And they're all offshore in tax havens like Jersey. It's a country, island country and uh, the British Virgin Islands. Uh, and so, Sketchy. You know, et cetera. Yeah. Sketchy. Super fucking sketch. Do you think they broke the law? It's time to play sketch or nah. All right, cool. Well, we have boat cops. Now we got plane cops. I love it. And um, we're going to bring the good news to you. We just have to take a quick break. So everybody stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everyone. As you know, I take my health and well-being very seriously. I exercise. Plus, I do keto and intermittent fasting. And that's why I like to start my days off with Athletic Greens, which is one delicious scoop of AG1 by Athletic Greens. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. Athletic Greens supports mental clarity and alertness, helping you face your day with energy that you need. It contains less than one gram of sugar. It has no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while it still tastes great. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, and it takes up a lot less space. And it's a much easier habit to pick up when you don't have to take all those different supplements. It's a fantastic deal, and it's good for you. The Daily Beans wants to thank Athletic Greens for their support by offering you free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com dailybeans. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and, again, five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans today. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And today's episode is also brought to you by Thuma. They make beautiful stuff at Thuma. I am in love with it. It's simple. It's beautiful. It's modern. It's I absolutely, the lines are clean. It's gorgeous. I've been thinking about reinventing my entire bedroom and I did it with Thuma. I love the minimalist aesthetic that Thuma's designs have. You know, I'm a mid-mod person and Thuma's less is more design philosophy for the bedroom with clean lines, subtle curves and lifestyle enhancing details are perfect for me. My favorite item is the bed by Thuma. It's handcrafted from eco-friendly, high quality upcycled wood. There's beautiful, unique variations in the natural grain that adds special something, too. The minimalist design featuring Japanese joinery helps elevate any space. It's super supportive for your mattress. It's breathable and made to naturally minimize noise and create space. It really opens up the room, and it's just beautiful. The bed by Thuma is backed by a lifetime warranty. It ships right to your door in three easy-to-maneuver boxes, takes about five minutes to assemble, no tools required, and along with the bed... Thuma offers other bedroom essentials to elevate the bed, and uh, they have the nightstand, the side table, and the tray, which are excellent complements to the bed. Create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel, but at home with the bed by Thuma. And now go to thuma.co slash beans and use code beans to receive $25 off your purchase of the bed plus free shipping in the continental United States. That's Thuma, T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash beans and enter beans at checkout for $25 credit thuma.co slash beans and enter code beans. 
Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news or confessions or corrections, anything you want to send in to us, Halloween photos, we accept those. Pride photos. I love that I live in San Diego because our pride is in July because we have so many cities in California that there aren't enough weekends for pride events in June. So we get two months of pride down here. So it's pretty awesome. Um, Anything you want to send us, you can do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. And also, if you listen to The Daily Beans and you are not a patron or a supercaster, first of all, you can become one for just three bucks a month. You can do that at patreon.com slash wrote. But if you're not, if you can't swing it and you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, there's an imposter. There's an imposter Daily Beans. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, so to make sure you're listening to the proper Daily Beans, please go to apple.co slash beans. That's all lowercase. And that's the one you want to follow and subscribe to. That is the one. That is the real McCoy, because in about a week, we're going to archive the other one and it will disappear from your feed if you don't follow the right one. So just want to let you know, apple.co slash beans, all lowercase. Do that. All right. First up from Laura. Pronoun she and her. Been a listener since the kitchen days. Yay. Can't express enough how starting my day is with the show has carried me through the past five plus years. Love that. Has that I've been doing this for five years. That's amazing. (laughs) Wow. Uh, love the good news. I have learned uh, from you. I have grown as a person because of you. Thank you for all you do. Pod pet tax. This was just a thank you. That's so awesome. That is awesome. Uh, pod pet tax. No pets, but two tiny baby squirrels touching noses. Oh, that's a cute picture. And they're spotty too. These are little spotted squirrels. These are so cute. Soup's cute. All right. This is from anonymous pronunciation her hi ag and dg ever since i found the beans it's been my saving grace on my two-hour commute in boston traffic oh. okay here's a request please stop saying cheese bro because each time <laughs> you do i spit out my coffee between cheese bro and matthew calamari it sounds like a bad italian restaurant in brooklyn where i grew up <laughs> oh my god that's funny anyway i'm sending my pet pic this is my stella she's a rescue from puerto rico a, a sado is that how you say sado I don't know. I've never heard of this breed. Must be the brand. There. The brand. The brand. brand never of heard dog. that brand. Never heard of that brand of dog. <laughs> I've had her since she was nine weeks old. My wife and I went through more of a background check to adopt this precious pup than it would take to get a gun in New Hampshire. Go. New Hampshire. Yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah. Man, whatever breed this dog is, it's cute. Very good friend. I have a very good friend who lives in New Hampshire. She comes up to Boston to visit me when I'm in town, uh, you know, doing podcast stuff. And boy. New Hampshire is an interesting place. (laughs) Beautiful, though. Absolutely beautiful there and full of wonderful people. Thank you, Anonymous. Uh, I can't stop saying cheese, bro. Dude, it's just it's too good. Right. Next up, this dog, by the way. (sighs) So cute. All right. Next up from Eve, pronoun she and her dearest Frijole friends. Oh, (laughs) nice. You don't fucking apologize for swearing. First and foremost, if the situation you were swearing about wasn't worthy of cursing. Why would it be? I've been cursing at everything for days. Second, the tagline of this podcast says news with swearing. So you're contractually obliged to give us swearing. Okay, fuck yeah. I have been related, uh, bean related miracle to report. Last year, I planted a bush bean, green beans in my garden. I forgot to check what I planted near it, though, and it didn't grow much at all. 
companion planting is important, especially in small raised beds. In the fall, it was still hanging on, so I left it in the bed. It survived the whole winter. Frost, free snow. I never covered it or nothing. I moved, She said anything. <laughs> I said nothing. She, <laughs> she used the Queen's English there. Uh, I moved it several weeks ago and made sure I planted more friendly vegetables around it. And now it's growing. Pick attached. I think there's a lesson here about persistence and patience. Don't give up, people. We can make a difference. My pet tax is little Miss Pepper. She's super chilling while supervising my workday. Thanks for sharing and swearing. Oh, this looks like celery leaf. Kanai says it looks like it looks like cilantro to me. Kanai, how dare you? <laughs> it is not. If anything, it's parsley. Like there's a certain kind of a Jerusalem, not Jerusalem parsley, the bigger parsley. Sometimes Kanai, our producer, puts little notes in here for you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's flat leaf parsley. Yeah, and you know, yeah. I, I've taken a bunch of leadership seminars and there's always a, a class or a, you know, a lecture called Bloom Where You're Planted. And to that, I say, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to bloom where <laughs> I want. Bloom wherever the fuck I want. Uh, That's hilarious. Anyway, but, you know, I mean, there is a good lesson in bloom where you're planted. You know, be happy and content with where you're at. But for sure. Know, fuck, dude. For sure. For sure. Look at the dark. Right. We got another anonymous she and her. Hi, ladies. I decided to write and thank you. Growing up, I was lucky enough to have my mom who always encouraged me to appreciate our civic rights. But so, too, our responsibilities. She encouraged me to be an active participant in our political discord, including serving two internships, calling writing politicians, and serving in nonprofits. I very much like my mom herself. She did all those things. Last year, she passed away. I'm so sorry, Anonymous. And I lost not only my best friend, but my political sounding board. Mm -hmm. AG and DG, you've made mom's loss easier. I feel like I have a few hours a week. I've got my mom back listening to her complain about something those red (laughs) idiots have done today. You make me smile even when I'm frustrated at the course of action or inaction being had in Washington. So thanks. Attached for my pet tax is a picture of Torty Callie. That's the Torty kitty, who's a big kitty named Callie. She was a rescue kitty. We got several years ago from the abandoned animal rescue in Tumball, Texas. She has a kitten meow. Oh, but also snores, purrs uh, when she, she snore purrs when she sleeps. Cute. Mm-hmm. She breathes deep, but as she exhales, the air through her throat causes a purring sound at times. Thanks again. That is a gorgeous cat, though. Look at this chunks. Yeah. Oh, and thank you so much. I'm happy to be a stand-in mama. Indeed. And, and complain about what those damn reds did. <laughs> My God. That's amazing. And what a beautiful kitty. Thank you so much for that submission. Catherine's up next. No pronouns given. We're not going to get common sense legislation, but we can adopt the same strategy as the extremists did since 1972 against women's autonomy. Don't go after the product, guns. Go after the providers. Legislation will follow. Perhaps it's time we try some moderate discourtesy, but not rudeness, never that, nor impoliteness. (laughs) First, do no harm, no violence. We saw what they did. You surely know better than I the laws that were passed allowing behavior outside of clinics. Use those rights to demonstrate outside of gun shops and gun shows, waving signs of decimated bodies, shouting Bible verses through the bullhorns, pleading with people to make a different choice. (sighs) Yeah. Powerfully well written. Make life so utterly miserable for customers and sellers, the sellers leave town. Push lawmakers to enact target regulations on gun shops and shows. Hallways wide enough for multiple gurneys. Mandated counseling of buyers, gag laws, waiting periods, limit one gun shop per state, open fake gun shops where customers are counseled 
shown gory photos, prayed over, threatened with eternal damnation. They can still buy a gun. Just doesn't have to be easy. God, that is so fucking good. I'm going to post this. Do it. Catherine. She says, call it, I don't know. Does right to life sound good? Snark on top of utter fury and grief, but some of this might work. Oh yeah, kids are being groomed into fanatical gun culture. Call them seditious, child-killing, death and fear cult groomers. I'm going to. Thank you. For pet tax, this is my old cat Desi expressing approximately how I feel about things right now. And a find the cat picture. It was after my shoulder replacement. The conversation was, I lay on shoulder, no lay on shoulder. I lay on shoulder, no lay on shoulder. Okay, I touchy shoulder. Oh my God, how funny. This cat's fucking face is the best. Oh my God. (laughs) It really is. Catherine, that is so well written. I mean, really, Catherine, thank you. I have to share that. I have to share that on Twitter as a thread, and I'll, I'll, I'll put your name on there. Um, thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. And thanks to everyone for sending your stuff in today. This good news is so important. It's important for all of us. So if you have any, please send it in by going to dailybeanspod.com and clicking on contact. Dana, do you have any final thoughts today on this felony Monday slash Tuesday? No, let's just hope that we get it. I know you've drafted some more. We've got a, was it Bannon? No, Alex Jones. Let's get, let's get some more indictments. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think we're probably going to see more Proud Boy indictments, Proud Boys indictments, <laughs> incel indictments before, uh, before we see any uh, higher ups. But who knows? Who knows? But the, the cat's out of the bag. Uh, the, everyone knows the DOJ is investigating now. And so that's when they start to move extra quick. Not because they haven't been, but because they're at the end. Right. And this is when yeah. all the dominoes start falling. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. And uh, until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health, and vote blue over Q. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media.